Welcome to another episode of What Works For Me, a podcast highlighting best practices in Christian schools. This podcast is produced in partnership with Lutheran Education Association. To discover how LEA supports Christian teachers and schools, visit www.lea.org. My name is Mike Scheman, principal at Bethany Lutheran School in Parma, Ohio. My name is Rob Lunak. I'm the superintendent of Lutheran Neighborhood Schools in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And today on the podcast, we have Chris Hathaway. Chris is the science teacher here at Martin Luther High School in Greendale, Wisconsin. Chris has a book coming out on February 22nd. So we're going to talk a little bit about the book and then a little bit about teaching science in a Lutheran school. But before we get there, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, uh, as you mentioned, my name's Chris Hathaway. I um, I went to a, a Lutheran grade school and uh, was was very strong in God's Word coming out of that. Afterwards, I went to public high school, public university, and it was in that period of time when I really had to struggle quite a bit because I had all my teachers, all my professors telling me that if you believe the Bible, you're really kind of stupid. And so it's like, what? how do you deal with that when you've got your church telling you one thing, you've got your teachers and professors saying another thing, how do you reconcile this? And so that was a, a battle that I went through my uh, uh, years at secular high school and uh, public university. And uh, ultimately, it really defined uh, who I was and who I ended up being as a Lutheran teacher here. Uh, because I, I explored this further and further and went deeper and deeper into what what does science really say? And I'll tell you what, I wish I would, would have been able to tell myself this at the start of my my high school career, the more you look at science, the more you look at observations that we make in this world that God made, the more it reflects his word. And that's, that's really the message that I want, I want everybody to hear from this, is that we don't have to be afraid of science. We don't have to be afraid of observations. God's world reflects his word every step of the way. And that's such a, a nice thing, I think, for people listening to hear, because one of the, the things about Lutherans is we're not afraid to turn over those rocks, right? We, we ask everything, what does this mean? We always want to know. So we do look at that science and we do go, okay, we're not afraid of it. We don't shy away from it. Let's explore it. Let's look at it deeper. I think there are some people in Christian schools out there who go, oh, we're not even going to talk about it. We're too afraid of it. And so it's nice to hear that as Lutherans, we don't need to be, right? The more actually we look, you're saying the, the clearer and clearer it is. And that's that's something that we know, but that's something that I think maybe some people shy away from. Now, have you, how have you put that into your teaching? So, um, because I, I, you know, as, as a Lutheran teacher, even though I struggled through high school and college, I did maintain my faith. I, I had a lot of, you know, battles going on inside me, though, questions I knew I need to have reconciled. And it really wasn't I started until I started teaching that my students had the same questions. And I really realized how important it is to come up with, with a solution to these things. Because after all, there's, there's, there's one truth, right? Uh, either this world is the product of a, a 14-year-old Big Bang, or it's not. Either it was created by God 6,000 years ago, as, as the Bible states, or it wasn't. And those are, in my view, ir- irreconcilable you know, differences there. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, when, I, when I really dove into the science and what, what does it really say, not just what does the scientific community say, what do the science professors say, 
I found more and more how much the evidence just points exactly to the history of the Bible. And uh, the way I'm implementing that now at Martin Luther is I have a class I teach called Comparative Origins, where we really highlight um, exactly how science supports Scripture, basically. You know, the, the main things we deal with are the Big Bang and the theory of evolution. So we talk about the parts of those that are uh, good science, things like natural selection, and the parts that uh, don't really add up, both in terms of biblical history and, if we're being honest with ourselves, in terms of the scientific method. Um, a lot of people confuse evolution as, as just being change. That's one of the biggest deceptions that I found is people say, well, like when I was in college, my professors would say, hey, I see change happening in my lab, therefore evolution's true. Well, not all change is the same. In order to get brand new animals coming from each other, you need brand new genetic information. That's something that they don't tell you. Everybody thinks it's the same thing. So we uncover a lot of those discrepancies and a lot of those deceptions in that class. Chris, question for you then too on that. Um, probably by the time the kids get to high school, they're not kids anymore. They're people that have really started to form their own opinions and some critical thinking on that. But the other thing that they probably have going for them, if they're not from a, a Christian family or not from a family that does believe in, in uh, the days of creation as in Genesis, their parents are really uh, part of, of a family structure that's believing something different. So how does your uh, work in the classroom really extend to the home and even become a ministry that is greater than just to the students who are in your classroom? Or what kind of battles have you had to fight or conversations have you had to have to really dispel some deeply rooted familial beliefs? Well, that's a great question. And I, I have some of those students in my classes and I've, I've had them over the years. And it's great because you get feedback on this stuff. Uh, if you try and take these, these um, Christian ways of doing science and ask it to somebody, like, like a secular professor, they, they won't respond. That sort of thing they would consider to be below them. So this is a wonderful way to kind of, like you said, not just affect the students themselves, but their parents. So I would have conversations with students about like what I just said with, with evolution, you know, the always taught that if something's changing, that means it's evolving. So if you got millions of years to work with, you know, maybe after that amount of time, it's not even the same type of animal. And so not only do I get to share this stuff with, with my students, but then they share it with their parents. And then their parents talk to me about, you know, how thankful they are to see it from a different perspective. Because you never see it from a different perspective when that's your background. In the secular world, you're taught this is right and true, and all the science leads to the Big Bang and evolution. And what I've really found is that folks that hold those opinions have never really critically examined their own opinions. And when they see some evidence that goes against it and they see exactly how powerful it is, it, it really has some some life-changing, life-changing results. Now, Chris, let's say there's a teacher listening, they're teaching science, and they go, you know, it's just easier to, to not talk about it. It's a really thorny topic. I'd rather just avoid it. What advice do you have for that teacher to encourage them and spur them on to confront that? Don't not talk about it. These are things that are, that are these waves of, of secular science crash into our students' lives from all angles, especially when they leave the halls of our Lutheran schools. These are things that they need to be prepared to answer. Um, when I was in college, 
I was not prepared how to answer these questions when I was in college. And there were students that I knew that used to be religious, but they couldn't answer these questions. And so they, they, they think that, you know, Christianity is just another book of fairy tales. And that's, that's the direction our students are heading. They, they can start with a really strong faith, but when you get into that world and it's constant, this constant indoctrination, not just from their teachers, but from TV, from, uh, from the internet, from social media, it's everywhere. And so this is something that has to be dealt with. It needs to be dealt with not just in our classrooms. It should be dealt with in, in Bible studies. It should be pre, pre, proactively dealt with in, uh, in churches and things like that. And the more we talk about it, the better, because we have to stop shying away from it like there are no answers. There are answers. And, and when you see those answers, it's extremely clear that we do not have to be afraid of this science. So everybody has the same data. It's, it's, it's about the interpretation of that data. And wh when we see this evidence roll in year after year after year, so much of it backs up the Bible so much better than the secular story. It is not something we ought to be afraid of. It's something that we need to be uh, prepared for, and it's something we have to equip ourselves with. I'm so glad you're sharing this story with us today because you're absolutely right. And and thank you for taking that charge on, especially in, in high school. I mean, that those are difficult years for, for students. And uh, I, I truly appreciate you and your ministry and, and the work that you're doing there. Um, Chris, I had heard some rumblings that there was a book that you had written. Um, do you want to maybe segue into that a little bit and tell us about um, what it is that you've written and some of your excitement behind that? Sure. It should be a pretty easy segue. Um, so the class I teach, Comparative Origins, again, it's, it's a, just a passion of mine because, again, it's, when you go through those struggles, and for me it was 10 years because four years high school, four years undergrad, two years to get my master's. And so it was such a wonderful thing to realize that we don't have to look away from the science, that, that it all points directly back to God. He's the one who made everything. We should expect it to point directly to him. And so when I teach this, this class, um, again, that's, that's my passion, showing how science uh, not just backs up God's Word, but it, it complements it every step of the way. They go together. They are not separate. And so ultimately then that passion led me from creating a class to creating a book and going uh, deeper with this material uh, than I do even in the course. Uh, it covers things uh, starting with, with uh, cosmology, the history of the universe, we take a look at uh, the Big Bang and if it adds up to what we see when we look in, in space and in the universe. Uh, we look at original life. Is it possible for life to come from non-life? Genetics and DNA, it, does uh, the genetic code really look like something that could have programmed itself on its own over billions of years? And, of course, this goes into natural selection, the fossil record, the geologic record, radiometric dating, every topic that you could that really you know, lends itself to um, creation and evolution you'll find in that book. And I'm really excited about it. One of the things I did in it that is a little bit different is at the end of each chapter, I put a little QR code, and that QR code sends you to a little video of me kind of summarizing some of the important points from that particular chapter. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's my passion. I love talking about this stuff, and I, I hope it reaches a lot of people. And ultimately, you know, when I... I, I, when I pray about this stuff, the main thing is I hope it impacts God's kingdom in, in a, as po positive a way as possible. That's what this is all about. It's not about 
really the science. It's about how can how can we impact God's kingdom uh, in in a positive way through this. Chris, I love that, and your passion is is very evident even in this short time talking to you. So we'll we'll definitely include a link. I know the book is on pre order right now, so we'll include a link to that. And then if people have questions about either the book or about teaching science, is it okay if we include your email so people can reach out? Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. Perfect. And then, Mike, I'm going to kick it back to you. Do you want to pray for Chris here as we get going? I sure do. I'd also just want to encourage that um, even if you don't teach high school, no matter what level you teach in a Lutheran school, I think this material is fantastic because kids are coming with more and more in-depth questions. And so, Chris, thank you for being a resource for, for teachers to be able to equip themselves to, to have discussions at any level. So I, I think it's fantastic that you've done that. So why don't we close our time together with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for this beautiful world that you've created. And Lord, I thank you that uh, as we look into the world, we can see all of your fingerprints over everything. And thank you for the work that Chris has done in uh, putting that into ways that uh, teachers can understand to be able to share with kids, because ultimately we know that Uh, We learn about you from your word and from the world that you've created. So I pray that you would bless Chris in his ministry, uh, that you would allow him to continue to touch lives with the gospel, and that uh, you would strengthen him as he comes to serve each and every day. We pray for a blessing upon him and on his school and all who teach and all who learn in that place. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 